With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. There are 298 negative results uh, and no positives. That comes uh, 72 from the doctor's hospital and 226 from the Health Services Authority. Chief Medical Officer Dr. John Lee there providing an update on the latest batches of tests for COVID-19. He says 96% of the tests from Little Cayman are negative and in Cayman Brack. Of the 400 that have screened, it's now 66% who are all negative, so good news. As of today, 78 positives year to date, eight people now with symptoms, 37 asymptomatic, and two people remain in hospital. The number of recoveries is currently at 30. A hot topic right now is how to access pension funds during the COVID-19 crisis. Government recently passed legislation. Today, the Deputy Director of Pensions breaks down your pension questions. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solins has more. Joining Wednesday's COVID briefing was Deputy Director of Pensions, Amy Wollaston. Ms. Wollaston provided overviews to simplify the National Pensions Amendment Law 2020 for the public, such as the pensions holiday. Every employer and every employee will be allowed to participate in this process. There is not an application form. It's an automatic process. However, if an employee and an employer wish to make contributions, they can do so. They can decide amongst themselves what rate they want to make the contributions for. And if, let's say, the employee wants to contribute and the employer does not, that is acceptable. And the contributions need to be paid over to the pension plan administrator as per the legislation. And the employer would be responsible for doing so. Government employees, persons who work for statutory authorities, or government companies cannot take part in the pensions holiday. Ms. Wollaston then explained who can take part in the emergency withdrawal of pension contributions. So the persons who can participate are both Caymanian and non-Caymanian employees who are present on island, or if they have left the island, they must have left the island after the 1st of February 2020. The amount you can withdraw depends on your account balance, explained Ms. Wollaston. If the account balance is less than $10,000, then you can actually withdraw the full amount. If the amount is, is more than $10,000, then you can withdraw $10,000 and 25% of the remaining balance. Or people can also decide they don't want 10, they want four instead of 10. There's no cap on the amount other than prescribed by the formula. There is no requirement to repay the sums. Ms. Wollaston stated the public should be aware that once the funds are withdrawn, they will not be available later for retirement. So she recommends people to replace funds if they can over time. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. For more information, visit dlp.gov.ky. The Premier sends out a very serious warning to landscaping companies who may be packing employees into vans and on the backs of trucks. The Honorable Alden McLaughlin says not only is that incredibly dangerous, it is also an offense under the public health regulations. It's an offense for the employees to be that close to each other themselves, so they commit an offense, but the employee is also guilty of an offense. Not only are you likely to get ticketed or warned for prosecution if the police observe this, if we find out that that is what you are doing, we will revoke your permission to operate during the shelter-in-place provisions. We will shut down your operation. There will be no second chances. If we get a credible report that you are 
breaching the law by forcing your employees to operate too closely together, we will withdraw your permission to operate during the shelter-in-place provisions. The Premier warns companies that they're not exempt from requirements to observe social distancing, and employers who allow this type of operation are significantly increasing the public health risk. We're risking the entire community. It is not just your workers that you're risking, you're risking the families they go home to, the people they come in contact with, those that are near them when they are in, in the line or in the supermarket or in the banks or the money transfer services places. Understand that this is a public health risk, not just a risk to your employees or yourselves. So please, I beg the landscaping companies, think again before you load your employees all into one van, three and four jam up against each other to go to a job site. So although the latest round of changes allowed landscapers to head back to work, the Premier says the social distancing rules still apply and there will be no second chances for companies who break the rules. The Office of the Governor is making progress on setting up additional evacuation flights. Radio Cayman's Shanda Gallego has more from today's COVID-19 briefing. Government gets the green light from the Dominican Republic government for an evacuation flight to go ahead in about 10 days. His Excellency Governor Martin Roper confirms Wednesday there are about 50 to 55 nationals from the Dominican Republic who want to go back. There are still additional flights and those interested should contact the emergency travel helpline. Governor Roper also confirms there will be another flight to Miami. Um, and that will take people out, uh, but also bring uh, a small number back in, and we will uh, confirm dates on that um, tomorrow. Now, government remains in discussions with Jamaica, India, and Philippines. Governor Roper underlines this remains a challenging area globally in terms of evacuation flights. Shanda Gallego, Radio Cayman News. On other local news, a service of Thanksgiving is scheduled for Saturday, May 9th, to commemorate the life of former MLA Mrs. Leola Esterline Ebanks, known affectionately as Miss Esther. Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin has the details. As a result of her public service to the Cayman Islands, Mrs. Esther Ebanks would have been entitled to receive an official funeral. But due to the COVID-19 restrictions, there will be a streamlined version of the official funeral in order to ensure social distancing rules are maintained. Government Information Services says a more substantial memorial service will be held later. The service Thanksgiving will follow a period of lying in state at the Legislative Assembly on Friday, May 8, 2020, during which family members and legislators will maintain a six feet of distance from each other. Members of the public will not be able to attend, but will be able to follow proceedings live on CIG TV and YouTube. A hearse carrying Mrs. Ebanks will precede the Honorable Speaker, District Representatives and family members. The final drive through will mark her time served as representative of West Bay. Persons who live along the route are encouraged to stand in their doorways or yards to wave, but should be mindful of maintaining social distancing protocols. The funeral service will be held for immediate family only at 1 p.m. at the Church of God Chapel, Georgetown, on Academy Way on Saturday, May 9th, with the intermittent to follow at the Garden of Eden Cemetery on Pedro Castle Road. All attendees will observe social distancing practices. The service will be aired live on CIG TV and YouTube only. The full farewell proceedings will be available on CIG TV next week. Cayman flags at the Government Administration Building and other government buildings will be flown at half staff on Thursday, May 7th and Friday, May 8th. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. 
And as you heard here on Radio Cayman, tributes were paid to Miss Esther, the first female representative of West Bay, during the most recent sitting of the House in April. She represented West Bay as a member of the Legislative Assembly from 1976 to 1980. Members of the public are invited to pay their respects by signing an official book of condolence online at BaudenFuneralServices.com slash condolences. The General Registry says it is helping members of the public access birth, death, and marriage certificates in the face of the coronavirus pandemic. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller explains. General Registry, the department within the Ministry of Financial Services, which oversees certificates, started issuing hard copies of the certificates today. To get yours, all certificates must be ordered via the registry's online system, available at ciregistry.gov.ky. You will not be allowed into the registry's office to make an application. When ordering your certificates, make sure you select Hold for Pickup. The applicant will be contacted by phone or email when the certificates are ready for collection, and they must be paid for online. Online using a debit or credit card. Once contacted, certificates will be able to be picked up from the government administration building between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. Monday to Friday. But to collect your certificates, what you need to do is park on the roundabout by the security booth by the building, then stay in your car and call 244-3101. The alphabetical restrictions enforced by the shelter-in-place provisions still apply. Marriage officers can contact CIGenReg at gov.ky using the subject line marriage registration or specific instructions on how to file their marriage events. Government is also considering legislation to tweak the registration process for newborns, wherein registrations can be legally done electronically. Once the legislation has been approved, the resulting changes will be communicated to the public. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Carsley Fuller. Time now for a little sports. Let's check in with Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin for more on that. Cayman swimmers are participating in weekly Zoom sessions with the Kaizen Swim Club of Jamaica, along with other Carifta swimmers around the Caribbean. On Tuesday, we spoke with the head coach of Kaizen Swim Club Jamaica. Today, Dr. Diallo Brown, physiotherapist for Jamaican swimmers, says the Zoom program is an expansion of his dry land program that he does for his swimmers in Jamaica, and the sessions have become quite successful. My original intention was to just have a few swimmers who I usually work with here in Jamaica doing the dry land program. My thought was to maybe just have them continue the program via Zoom. Uh, it occurred to me since they were, you know, outside the pool, outside the gym and so on, I figured, okay, this um, using Zoom might be a way of keeping them going. So originally, I had a few swimmers just locally in mind. Coach Rory Alaranga, however, he suggested a few more swimmers locally, and he also reached out to swimmers within character. So we now involve swimmers from, from Cayman Islands, from Trader, from Barbados, from, from Bahamas. He made contact with a number of swimmers, a number of other swimmers and coaches, and the program has seemed to expand. So really, the aim was to kind of keep them physically active, so to speak, in general, but also to promote, to promote the kind of movements and the kind of uh, muscular strength that they need uh, for swimming in particular. So it's basically been an extension of my dryland strength and conditioning program that I do for swimmers locally, pretty much an expansion of that. And again, as I said, keeping them going during this, this time so that ideally when they go back into the pools, uh, you know, perhaps most persons have been very um, detrained, but perhaps hopefully these who have been training, they won't be quite as detrained. And getting back into the pool, getting back into the swimming things, they're not as far behind and maybe even um, less prone to say 
injuries when they decide to resume swimming. I guess if athletes have any injuries of sort during this time, you give advice according to that? Yes, I do. I do. I've, I've actually had one or two persons who've had um, pain to even during the session. If they report something like knee pain, for example, I find modifications, just ways around it, different exercises, substitutions, and so on. And I actually have spoken with one or two parents as well in terms of what was happening with the athlete, just to find a little bit more apparatus to make any further modifications. And where necessary, um, I'm open to doing an actual physio Zoom sessions are every Wednesday and Saturday. And the Cayman Islands Basketball Association supports the government during the COVID-19 pandemic. Residents of the Cayman Islands, as the world races to a virtual lockdown in order to deter spreading the COVID-19 virus, the Cayman Islands Basketball Association encourages everyone to arrest this disease by practicing social distancing. By quarantining yourself if you show any symptoms. By washing your hands often with soap. By staying away from the elderly, unless you're a caretaker. The symptoms may not be visible for 14 days, so... Remember to wash your hands before touching your eyes, nose, or mouth. President of SIBA, Richard Parchment. Upon learning about the COVID-19 virus, Cayman Islands Basketball Association was one of the first sporting bodies to cancel our men and women's leagues and national team training as they preferred for the Caracom Basketball Championships in Jamaica. We also suspended all our youth activities. This was first to protect our athletes, our coaches, our officials, and the wider Cayman Islands population. We decided to make the infomercial and challenged other countries in the region to do the same. While our basketballers are at home, follow Coach Ruud as he is working with the youth on an at-home activity. And remember, you can still dribble in your rooms, you can still dribble on the porch, you can practice your passing against the wall in other places, and you can study the game online. Cayman Islands basketball president Richard Parchment. That's it for sports for today. Back to you, April. Thank you, Dion. Just after 8 a.m. this morning, police were alerted by the Cayman Islands Customs and Border Control officers patrolling South Side East Road in Cayman Brack that they discovered a parcel of suspected ganja weighing about two pounds, which had washed up on the shoreline. Police and CBC officers conducted more searches in the area, but say no other packages were recovered. Here on Grand Cayman, four people are under arrest on drug charges. A 23-year-old Bodentown woman and three Georgetown men, all between the ages of 22 and 29. Just before 2.40 Monday afternoon, officers were called out to a report that there were some people congregating and consuming drugs off Eastern Avenue. Police say when they arrived, they saw the group and smelled ganja. And a search revealed 23 packets of what appeared to be ganja along with a ganja a cigarette. All four have been arrested on suspicion of consumption, possession, and intent to supply. The Cayman Finance Cares Program, an initiative funded by Cayman Finance member firms, has raised more than 124,000 CI dollars to support the operations of the Cayman Food Bank. The Food Bank is a hunger relief organization working to alleviate hunger and malnutrition in our community, providing food support for individuals, nonprofit social service organizations, and food pantries serving families in need across all districts. There's been extensive research in recent years that most not-for-profits end up struggling and failing due to a lack of funding of sound operational infrastructure. We felt it was important to support a solid foundational platform that allows the Cayman Food Bank to provide reliable enhanced services to those most in need during these critical times. Cayman Finance CEO there, Jude Scott. Now, some of the funds donated through the Cayman Finance Cares Program will be used to help purchase a new fit-for-purpose van. It was badly needed for collections and deliveries. This is the second community initiative under the Cayman Finance Cares Program. Last month, more than 450 meals were provided to frontline workers at the HSA over Easter weekend. 
To find out more about how you can help the food bank, you can contact them at info at caymanfoodbank.com or call 926-6111. We end tonight with a special Cayman Arts Festival music online moment. Young musician Garson has a Jamaican folk song to take us out of our newscast. I'm April Cummings from Radio Cayman's Newsroom. We may feel isolated in this time of coronavirus, but when this is all over, we can sing this Jamaican folk song by the Honorable Louise Bennett, Islam Tangya. Yeah.